For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome listeners to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via their website, myvillagegreen.com, and their store in Bethesda, Maryland. Village Green gives expert advice, and, and they carry superior supplements, including their own Pathway products. Currently, Village Green is having their mid-winter sale through Saturday, February 22nd. You can order their products online, by phone, or at the store. The sale includes 30% off Pathways supplements and 25% off Thorn Research, Metagenics, Nordic Naturals, Life Extension, and Pure Encapsulations. We are here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of our shows are accessible for for free through the myvillagegreen.com website by clicking on the microphone icon on the front page or going directly to ehlradio.com. That's E like Edward, H like Harry, L like Larry, radio.com. My name is David Baer, and I help produce the show, but today I am interviewing our host, Dana Lake, on her new book, The Kid-Friendly ADHD and Autism Cookbook, The Ultimate Guide to the Most Effective Diets. Her co-author is Pamela Compart, who is a development pediatrician. As many of, excuse me, clunk. Welcome, Dana. Well, it's good to be on the show and be interviewed. I'm particularly excited about the subject. Our kid-friendly ADHD and autism cookbook is the third edition, and it's the third edition because the first two editions really outsold themselves. Uh, I want to give a little bit of information about my background. Originally, my career was dental hygiene, and I got in to what food can do to the body through dentistry. And what I did not know is that the dental profession, particularly dental hygienists, are teaching people to treat themselves and prevent disease. This was not prevalent in medicine, and I'm talking about the 60s and 70s. And I was shocked to find that the medical community, the only prevention was vaccination. And preventing disease was called treating a condition that didn't exist. So it was confusing for me for a while to find out that that could be seen as a reason to bring a doctor, a medical doctor, before the board 
in the de- the medical board for treating conditions that didn't exist. You couldn't treat heart disease till someone had a heart attack. And folks, that is the truth. I think people will find that hard to believe now. So I started out in dental hygiene, and I think getting into nutrition through the mouth, through food, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. And my practice encompasses the full spectrum of complex health issues in all ages, including children and with special needs, ADHD and autism. I'm an honors graduate and outstanding alumnus honoree from Temple University and received a master's degree on nutrition from the University of Maryland. And in addition to media presentations, writing, radio show hosting, which you're familiar with, and providing professional professional continuing education courses, I have been a Maryland legislative assistant on health issues and served four gubernatorial appointments on two state health care regulatory boards, dentistry and dietetic practice. I'm a scientific advisor and content contributor for two websites, the Autism Exchange and the Autism Research Institute. I also am a content uh, provider for the Neurological Health Foundation Healthy Child Guide and an educator not only for ARI, Autism Research Institute, and the Medical Academy of Pediatric Special Needs. Uh, I do advise other sites, and I'm a co-author of two books. We mentioned this third edition of our cookbook, but also there's an important book that goes with this, the ADHD and Autism Nutritional Supplement Handbook, There is no other book like this book for guiding families, professionals, parents on what to do for their children. So I'm happy to be here. And what questions do you have of me, David? I I want our listeners to really be fully informed. Great. Well, thank you so much for giving us such a detailed uh, description of your background. I thought, Dana, since your new cookbook, addresses autism and ADHD, that we would first talk a little bit about autism, whether it's this how it's gotten a lot worse or anything else you think is important. So could you briefly tell our listeners a little bit about autism itself? Well, autism is a broad term. I, I actually would prefer to call it autisms because there are many aspects to it. There are different kinds of diabetes, different kinds of heart diseases. But I've never been successful at getting people to use the word autisms, and there are many subtypes. There are similarities among those with autism, and there are differences. Each person, if you've met a person with autism, you've met a person with autism, Mm -hmm. period. Because there are so many differences, there are genetic differences, there are differences in their metabolic abilities, their deficiencies. One of the most common deficiencies we find is magnesium deficiency followed by omega-3 and zinc and vitamin D. So that cluster of nutrients really is critical and we can expand later if we want on more of the biochemical aspects, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's increasing. Uh, Originally it was one out of 10,000, but that was when Cantor actually defined it back in the 50s. And so 
is it getting worse? Since then, it's better recognition, but it's also a change in the way we diagnose it. We are picking it up early, just like in the history of diabetes, and I often use this, um, it used to be that you had to have a blood sugar of 250 and actually have some damage, uh, vision damage, and maybe uh, some problems with toes, etc., and maybe even needing an amputation before diabetes was recognized. And when I was first in nutrition, I would say to people, ignore that 250. We want you at 75 to 90, period. That's health. We want where health is, not where everybody else is. Normal is not healthy. I've said that before in the show, yes. and it's an yes. important concept. So it went, when I got involved, it was about one in 500. And then it started dropping. And then it hit one in 250, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Then it eventually <laughs> dropped to one or increased to one out of 65. And currently, there's data showing one out of 40 to 49. Now, it depends on the area of the country. Silicon Valley has one of the highest rates. And New Jersey has one of the highest rates, uh, believed to be because of the increase in pollution. And there's a lot of good data showing where pollution is higher, the rate of autism and other developmental delays increases. So it's a real problem, and it's not going away quickly because gene variants that parents pass on to children who then pass them on, we're getting worse and worse. We're having people mm -hmm. with more allergies, mm -hmm. cardiovascular disease, asthma, all of these, and diabetes, which I mentioned before, mm -hmm. occurring in younger and younger populations. Um I do like to uh, I like to say this caveat yes. with regard to autism. As soon as people know that my interest and focus is on autism, they say, "Well, what about the vaccines?" And I say this this way: You're asking the wrong question. Do vaccines cause autism? That's the wrong question. The question is: Do vaccines, the number given at one time, the toxins that are in those vaccines and the circumstances under which they're delivered, mm -hmm. is the child sick, have a fever, mm -hmm. had a reaction, what's the background, have a profound influence in the development of autism and many other neurodevelopmental delays in certain susceptible people? The answer is yes. Yes. And... Sadly, the government is staying away from trying to identify in advance those who may be susceptible. If you have a family history of penicillin, they'll do a test on you to see if, on your child, to see if the child has a predisposition. So I, I see this as the government being quite behind mm -hmm. in recognizing that there are susceptible children who have reactions yes. to vaccines. Uh, some may end up with seizures and some serious delays. Others may be diagnosed with autism. And so it's still pol a very political issue yes. when it should only be a health issue. Exactly, exactly. Well, I guess the next 
do you want is there anything else you'd like to talk oh is there anything else you'd like to talk about as far as what people can do to prevent autism other than avoid toxins or how you counsel mothers before they get pregnant, how they can prevent autism in their children? Yes, we do preconception prenatal, and that's one of my favorite. Uh, what we do is look at the parents. The most common set of parents I get are those who already have a child with autism. They have the child's gene variants and findings. We do this on the husband and wife, and we address what we can address. I'm not going to tell you we know everything. We right. don't. Right. We thought we knew everything 50 years ago. We didn't. Right. It was the beginning. So I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about this, but we can work with what we know. And we know more now than we did 10 years ago, so we'll continue to that. So um, I see that we are running sh out of time yes. on this segment. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Dana, for talking about autism. I hope we can continue this conversation in the next segment. Uh, for those of you who have just tuned in, you are listening to The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. Stay tuned, and we will be right back after this brief break. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Start the new school year off right with Pure Encapsulation's new Pure Nutrients Gummy. The new Pure Nutrients Gummy is a comprehensive multivitamin mineral complex enhanced with organic berries and fruits in a great-tasting fruit-flavored gummy that's suitable for the whole family. With higher levels of vitamins and minerals than other leading professional brands, the Pure Nutrients Gummy offers daily wellness support in a fun, berry-shaped gummy multi vitamin. The Pure Nutrients Gummy can be found at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. 
Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5450. 15 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I want to let our listeners know that Village Green has a comprehensive cold flu prevention guide to help you and your loved ones stay healthy with information on diet, lifestyle, and nutrients for prevention, as well as product recommendations for the cold or flu. Anyway, Dana, we just talked about autism. Um, The next logical question, I think, is what led you to specialize in autism or have such a great interest in autism in your practice? Well, I, I like to say autism found me. Um, I was working, I've been at this over 55 years. And I was working um, with children and families. And somewhere along the way, I got a brochure from the Autism Research Institute, which at that time had a different name. And it was from Bernie Rimlin. And I always mention Bernie. He had a son, and his son had unusual behavior characteristics. And Bernie was a psychologist, and his wife was educated. And he found out that the uh, professor at Hopkins that diagnosed or came up with the name autism believed it was caused by refrigerator mothers. And that belief stayed even, I've even heard it, as soon as about 15 years ago, still saying it's mothers who are indifferent. Now, how does that make a child walk differently, have certain aspects of behavior that are unusual? Um, it, it, we never bought that, but it kept autism from being recognized uh, for decades, for decades. So it just, I started looking at this. The brochures would come out. It'd be like a newsletter uh, three or four times a year. They talked about B6 and magnesium and primarily ABA, which is how autism is treated. And Bernie Rimland got together with parents and they got ABA approved eventually as a treatment for autism. It's behavior, mm-hmm. applied behavior analysis. Okay. And it has been very one of many very effective treatments. And not all the treatments we use in autism will help every child in autism. This is true throughout medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we encourage parents, if they're not succeeding with one type of therapy, that they consider another one and maybe revisit the therapy. So we have so many behavior therapy, speech therapy, auditory processing therapy. Uh, there's a long, long list. And my aspect of treatment is what we call the biomedical approach, which deals with not only medical applications, dietary, nutritional, and 
honestly, I don't know where the term biomedical came up with. When we look at autism, we're looking at a concept that applies to all conditions. Environmental, okay, when the environment uh, collides with genes, Mm -hmm. okay, then we get something called epigenetics. Yes. Which affects how our gene variants function. Are they neutral? Are they harmful? Are they helpful? Yes. So it's environmental modification of gene expression. I thought I coined that term, but I'm not going to take <laughs> credit for it because I may have heard it. Got it. But it jumped out at me. Whether we're talking about cancer, a cold, allergies, it's environmental modification of how the genes express themselves. And that's a very important concept. Mm-hmm. And so... We talked about in the first segment that people can have faulty enzymes, they can have faulty metabolism, their guts can be a problem. There can be many reasons that a child develops autism. Um, I give an example of some twin boys, identical twins. They uh, were apparently healthy, however, one had been going through an ear infection and was on antibiotics when he received a vaccination. Yes. His brother had no problem. He descended into autism. And after many tests, what was determined is that they both were predisposed. But here we go, the environmental modification of gene expression. Yes. The boy's uh, total load was too much. The boy on the medication yes. and who was not over his um, uh, his illness. And so we tell parents, do not vaccinate if the child has a fever. Right. Come back right. and get the vaccination. We also talk about not giving so many vaccines at one time yes. if there's possible predisposition. I'm My attitude is that we should vaccinate. But we should vaccinate safely. And if you have problems in your family history or if another child in the family has autism, then be cautious about the load. Yes. They already have a load and they are at a tipping point. And the tipping point is such an important concept. Yes. Yes. I think one of the things that I've heard, at least my understanding of vaccines, the things that are different now compared to in the past is, Children now receive so many, many vaccines, like you were saying, and that could be one of the primary reasons why more and more people get autism. I know that's controversial, but if if nothing else, it is a fact that children nowadays are getting many, many more vaccines than when you and I were growing up. Yes, it, it's uh, 10 times what we received as children. And again, uh, the focus needs to be on keeping vaccines as safe as possible. Absolutely. And thimerosal is not totally out of vaccines. Thimerosal right. is a mercury-containing preservative used in multi-dose um, vaccinations. And parents know now that they can ask for single dose. Oh, very good. If it's available. 
It's not available for all of them. Right. Uh, and I think it costs a dollar more. Right. And I don't, I can't imagine there's a parent who wouldn't happily pay a yes. dollar more and come back. What some of my uh, grandchildren have had is a safer form of vaccination. Less vaccines given at one time. They're meeting the vaccination requirements because right. there is a range of when vaccine a vaccine a specific vaccine should be given they're meeting that right um but in any case autism is the genetics the environment the total load if we wanted to boil it down right right so the next question i was i was curious about dana is what inspired you to write a cookbook on autism given all the cookbooks that are out there what what made you think that or what inspired you to do that well, Pamela Compart, my co-author, she got an offer from a, a publisher to write a book on autism. And I had long wanted to write a book on nutrition. And I thought, oh, this would be interesting. I'd like to do this. And she said they want us to write it on the diet. And I argued against it. And I kept arguing against it. I said, my colleagues invented this diet. There are so many good books out there. I don't think another one is needed. Right. Well, they, I'm glad they didn't listen to me. They said, this book or nothing. <laughs> and so we said, okay, if we can write it the way we want to, which is part cookbook and part hand-holding the parents, the professionals, through this process of what kind of diets, what kind of recipes, what kind of menus. Uh, that, that was very important. And right. I must say, as we were writing it, I realized how different this book was. Because, you know, if people don't want to understand, they just say, give me the recipes. Right. They can do that. Right. If they want to understand it, we were hand-holding them, telling them, how do you recognize that your child may need to avoid gluten, dairy, um, and, and soy, but mostly gluten and dairy. Gluten-free yes. and dairy-free were really the first parts of these diets. And it's not hard. If they crave those foods and won't eat anything else, bingo, you can be suspicious. And if their behaviors change by receiving those foods, then you know that you've hit the mark. Uh, and I've had a, a mother in who was there for her three-year-old who had signs of autism and she was gluten-free and the baby was with her and the baby started to cry and the mother offered the usual snacks and they were healthy snacks for the okay. baby who wouldn't touch them. Right. She got frantic. It was a temper tantrum. Hmm. And I said to the mother, do you see this at home? And she said, no. I said, why? She said, well, I give her the bottle right away. And it was milk-based. Oh. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and she said, oh, no. I've got a second child with the problem. So... In a nutshell, that's one way to tell. If your child is isolating to the white diet, yes. bread, milk, yes. milk products, yes. then you can be real suspicious that something's mm -hmm. going on with regard to a risk for autism. 
was sugar also an item? When I interviewed Dr. Tom, he also included sugar as something one should either get tested for or avoid. I was just curious. Yeah, it's really important. And uh, glucose, uh, glucose rising in anyone is a problem. It's, not, it's part of the total load. This is where we say it's not one thing. And right. so if somebody just gives up sugar, you're not going to see that much a difference right, right. in a child that has many more food reactions. Yes. And in the next segment, we probably should mention the difference between true allergies, sensitivities, and tolerances. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dana. That ends our second list. Excuse me. That ends our second segment. Stay tuned, listeners. We will be right back after this brief message with more information from Dana's cookbook. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7 available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember Cognosure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I want to remind you we are here every Sunday morning at 10 AM Eastern Standard Time. Okay, Dana, let's continue our discussion. Um, I'm curious, Dana, how does your third edition of your book that's just been released differ from your first two editions? 
Um, it's more, it, it, it's ex we expanded in covering more of the diets that we find are helpful in the treatment of those with autism. I'm, I stay away from the term autism diets. Yes. These are not autism diets. Yes. Many people can be sensitive, reactive to gluten, casein from milk, soy, eggs, nuts. We, we can keep going uh, on kind of standard foods, but there are many who have problems with other foods that are considered really, really healthy. Yes. Uh, so in the book, we talk first about food reactions versus allergies, sensitivities, intolerances. Allergies are type 1 IgE histamine-releasing reactions. And it was for a long time that that was all that was discussed. That is true allergy. If you're not reacting there, then it's in your head. Right. Okay, if the mother's saying every time he has milk or bread, he does this behavior. I actually had a mother who stayed in the doctor's office, and she said, watch, you're looking at my son, he's fine. We're now going to sit out here, and I'm going to feed him a sandwich and milk, and mm -hmm. you can watch. And this boy just fell apart, head banging right. on the floor, and the doctor finally said, okay, I believe you. Okay. I just don't know what it is, and I don't know how to treat it. Right. So... That was a long time ago. We've gotten right. better. Good. So sensitivities can uh, can vary. Somebody can be sensitive to a component in the food. It's not an allergy. It's a sensitivity. Right. A lot of people are very sensitive to eating raw foods. Yes. Because they have ripening enzymes that can irritate the mouth. So someone will say, when I eat pineapple, my mouth feels terrible. It feels like it's scratchy. And I say, get canned pineapple oh. because that has been exposed to being scalded. Okay. okay. Partially cooked. The enzymes are not active. And if you can tolerate that, then it's the ripening enzymes you're sensitive to. Right. There are so many components in foods. Uh, there's another type of hidden and delayed allergy called IgG, and it doesn't give an immediate reaction. It is, uh, if you eat the food, you may not react for three days, so then you think the food you were eating the third day yes. is causing the problem. Right. And there are tests, obviously, for IgE and IgG, and there are different types of IgG reactions that we can test for. When people have a lot of IgG reactions, we're suspicious that the gut's the problem. Mm -hmm. We call it leaky gut. Yes. Alessio Fasano. Yes. The world expert on celiac and yes. put the term leaky gut into the science right. journals. Right. So we're more suspicious that it's the leaky gut. So if you have holes in your screen, do you bap the flies coming in or do you repair the screen. Right, right. And then we get into intolerances, and gluten intolerance can be in that category. There's celiac, which is a genetic disease where the body attacks, uh, attacks itself, attacks the small intestines, and creates malabsorption if it goes on long term. And 
people have to avoid gluten. Yes. Because gluten is the culprit. I would say that of all the reactions to glutens, that celiac is probably a third, and that may be underdiagnosed. Yes. Then you have non-celiac gluten intolerances, where people's behavior changes. This is what we see more commonly in autism. We break down gluten into, uh, when we consume gluten, the body breaks it down. Okay, whether we're getting this opioid peptide from milk products or gluten and possibly soy, those are supposed to stay in the gut and quiet the gut. Yes. And then we're supposed to break them down. Some people don't. And if you've got a leaky gut, those opiate-like peptides cross through that gut. Yes. And they can cross into the brain. And yes. these are the kids that get dopey, act silly after consuming the foods. And they're addicted to the opiate-forming foods. Right. This is easy to test for. By the way, these opiate-like peptides from gluten and casein, also soy, can show up in spinal fluid, mm -hmm. in urine, mm -hmm. and in mother's milk. I see. And they can be tested. So we test the urine for it. The problem is this. If the person shows up positive yes. for opioid peptides, um, what does that mean? Okay, it means they need to avoid them. Yes. But what if they are showing that reactions to gluten, casein, and or soy, these yes. are the prime ones, and the test is negative? We treat patients not paperwork. Exactly. And so I will often say to parents, this behavior is classical for gluten, re for gluten casein type reactions. I'm going to tell you to take your child off these foods in order to do a true test. If you want to do the urine test, we can. Sometimes the urine test matches, but it's not always going to pick up opioid peptides, and there may be many other kinds right. that we don't pick up yet. Right. Again, the patient doesn't lie. Right. And when I say the patient doesn't lie, I'm not talking about what the patient says. I'm talking about how the patient looks. Yes. And so when that patient has these symptoms... And let's say we test for magnesium, but the magnesium is okay. It's classical in this patient. And I'll say, these are magnesium deficiency yes. symptoms, and we need to include magnesium. So um, it's not as simple as we wish it would be, but we know more now than we ever did before. Uh, it's a reason I won't retire. Right. And I don't even have that word in, in my repertoire. It's, I understand. I, I call it shifting gears. There you and go. And I've been shifting gears for a long time, taking on new projects. And this issue of autism, um, I wanted to say another reason for writing the third edition. Sure. The first two editions sold 100,000 books. Okay. We outsell all the other books in that genre, it's a small genre, Yes. tenfold. Yes. We did not know this. Mm -hmm. And when they called and asked us to do another edition, I, 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 I was quizzical about it. And then I saw the data. 
Ah. And I understood why they wanted more because there are other diets that are frequently used in autism. I see. And I'll run those names down right now, but we can talk about them in detail. Sure. So in the book, we cover the difference between allergies, sensitivities, and tolerances, and basic blood work, laboratory work to get done through the pediatrician or the developmental pediatrician. Right. And then the next we cover is contemplating the right diet. One size does not fit all. There's no one diet for every human on earth. I talked about this in, in the last segment uh, I did, the last show I did. It's very yes. important. And uh, diet diversity is, for instance, fat intake varies in natural communities yes. from as high as 70% in the Inuit people, yes. Eskimos, yes. and 10% among those in Africa. Yes. Okay? These are natural diets. Yes. That's their natural diet. Yes. That may not apply to you. Exactly. And there are gene variants that can tell us this person needs a high-fat diet. This person will do poorly on a gotcha. high-fat diet. So also the amount of carbohydrate intake changes drastically. Uh, the people, the Inuit people and Alaskan people don't have a high-carbohydrate diet. Right. Now, I'm not talking about people who get foods of commerce. Yes, I understand. Okay, I'm talking about natural cultures, and we yes. still have enough of them to study. Yes. And uh, I'm, protein intake can vary significantly as well. So we make that point. And then we talk about starting the journey, what to avoid and what to include. And then we go into the specific diets. We talk about the gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free diet. And we expand saying eggs can be a problem uh, and certainly nuts can be a problem. Corn especially yes. can be a problem. Yes. So we don't want people to avoid foods they don't need to avoid. We want them to eat organic yes. and healthy yes. for them. Um, and then we go into the variety of diets available. Fine gold, I wish he had lived long enough to really see what he accomplished. So fine gold fail safe. It it talks about salicylates and phenols and those foods that have them. Now most of the salicylates are artificial. We say yes. get rid of all the artificial coloring, etc. Uh, we can carry on this conversation yes. in the next segment. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dana. And we'll be right back after this brief message. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Are you under a lot of stress these days? Pressure from your job, personal life, politics? It can all take a serious toll on your health. 
but we can help. Village Green Apothecary can help you achieve a healthier lifestyle with our wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 50 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formula supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to our final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. Okay, Dana, um, let's carry on our conversation about the other kinds of diets that are described in your cookbook. Well, we went over the basic diet, the gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free, GFCFSF diet. And we expanded for people to observe nuts, see if there are reactions to nuts. Uh, More people react to nuts uh, but may tolerate seeds. And corn is a frequent problem. But there can be many other foods. And so there are these categories. I mentioned fine gold, also called fail-safe now. It's low salicylates and low phenols. And there are differences between phenols and salicylates and what foods they're in. We know that all of the artificial coloring and flavoring are very high in these phenolics and salicylates. They have to come out first. And sometimes that's all people need to do. Hmm. But if they lack certain enzymes, phenol sulfotransferase, consuming brightly colored vegetables and fruits can be a real problem. Hmm. And we know, um, for instance, if a child craves apple juice and they get red ears Hmm. and red cheeks, You know they're reacting, and they'll usually get hyperactive, Uh, irritable, running around. So it's not that—that's kind of easy. Okay. And what we do with these diets, and I think what we did on this is brilliant. 
we have in the first chapter of How Do I Know Which Diet, Yes. we have all of the diets laid out on a grid and what the symptoms are, what the avoids would be, what the culprit foods would be. Then in each chapter, we have a more thorough grid. And I do this because of the way people remember. Some people like to read all of the sentences. Other people say, let me see a summary, bullet points, yes, yes. so I can get, you know, I can understand it. So this is a complex issue, and we're trying to make it easy for people. Yes. So we use the grids. Now, the other chapters we cover are the specific carbohydrate diet, which addresses those that are sensitive to double sugars. What most people are familiar with is lactose, the double sugar from milk, and you get gas and un- you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. and some people they react like this because they don't make lactase mm-hmm. the enzyme that digests lactose yes. and there are other double sugars that do the same thing so the the more people lack these double sugar enzymes that that break down the enzymes that break down the double sugars the worse the gut is yes and so we give them the list of foods to avoid mm-hmm. and those to include and that's a really those are really clear lists the anti-yeast diet is in there and it's usually found in uh, kids and I'm talking more about kids here but it can be adults too that take a lot of antibiotics yes. and the yeast overgrows yes they lack enough biotin and biotin is made by the gut destroyed by many of these uh, antibiotics yes and without <clears throat> biotin it's hard to get that gut healthy again and we talk a lot about biotin in okay. in the book And uh, then we get into low oxalates. And oxalates are are real problems for people. Uh, They they can give you gout-like symptoms. Uric acid gives you gout-like symptoms. And with uric acid, it's painful. But the, the oxalates generally form in an unhealthy gut. Yes. And so we look at the gut here and trying to uh, allow people to include oxalates, but you have to clean the gut up. Yes. And you need good microbiome in the gut to break down these oxalates so they don't cause problems. Right. And this is something that's really a critical piece. Uh it's easy to pick up because of the pain. It's easy to pick up because of the discomfort. And the oxalates really damage the gut. Yes. They actually do damage the gut. And then what we did in the last chapter is we added the anti-inflammatory diet, the FODMAPS diet, and rotation. The anti-inflammatory diet is interesting. Um I I wrote this piece before I looked at any of the other writers because I'm very familiar with the foods that are pro-inflammatory. Right. And I was horrified to find that they're writing anti-inflammatory diets but focusing on foods that can promote inflammation in sensitive people. Right. Tomatoes are a good example. And 
what we found out is this, that many of the uh, foods that have a lot of flavanols, antioxidants, they're brightly colored. The, if you eat them raw, a lot of people don't do well. Ah. But the more they're handled, the more, like if you make uh, a juice, that that reduces some of the problem. You cook them, steam them, right. et cetera. Right. So what we found, if I tell you to stop eating eggs, you know what eggs are. Yes. Gluten. You know what that is. Corn. You know. Nuts. You know. Yes. But when you say go low on phenols, go low on salicylates, go low on oxalates, people have a hard time because... The amount that's in the food depends on the species, yes. where it's grown, how it's harvested, yes. how it's handled, how it's cooked, circumstances under which it's consumed. Yes. And that, I said, now I know why colleagues don't write on this. Right. Lot. It's very complex. It's too complex. So we picked the, the big, big bad ones and said, absolutely get rid of these. In other words, the biggest bang for your buck, so to speak. Right. And then we said, if that doesn't work and you still have these specific symptoms and you're sure that you've got a phenol salicylate problem or oxalate problem, then go here. And I actually made a grid of all the diets Mm -hmm. that we were talking about and Mm -hmm. the foods that have to be avoided. Um, That was quite an endeavor. And uh, there have been grids put out there. Uh, It is not simple. Right. Uh, But we tell people what to look for. The FODMAPS diet is a unique diet because what the FODMAPS diet is about, I say if you have symptoms that are present in all of these diets, then FODMAPS is probably going to be your best choice. It is extremely restrictive, and it's really not forever. Right. It it is like wearing a cast until you heal. There you go. You got to get rid of the things that are damaging the gut. You've got to find a way to get the right enzymes into the system to restore a healthy microbiome in the gut. And that's that's core. We talk about this on the show all the time. Uh, it seems to me that we're we're talking to somebody about the human microbiome. Yes. Many times over, Absolutely. and we can't talk about it enough. Every time I interview somebody, yes. there's new information. And in fact, Dana, um, it sounds like this cookbook can benefit not only autistic children or ADHD, but for many populations like people with Alzheimer's. Did you ever think of marketing your book to other populations in addition to those who suffer from autism? Well, I think, um, yes, we thought about that. But if people are searching, let's say they are searching to prevent Alzheimer's, they're not going to jump at a book and it's not going to show up when they do a search as the book to look for and preventing Alzheimer's. Right. Um, and I, you know, I've said we really need to say this, these diets are for the people who have the symptoms right. that tell you these foods are a problem for you. Right. And what we found out is when our parents started going gluten-free, casein-free, because their child was, mm-hmm. allergies reduced, asthma reduced, ADD go. reduced. Um, parents never knew that they were having problems. So 
when the family goes on the diet, the family usually is healthier. So, so the one of the takeaway messages you're, is what you're saying is it's not just for autistic children, even though that's the target audience you're trying to market. And ADHD as it's, well. It's for many people who could benefit from this. Yes, the ADHD issue is interesting, and I've been asked, why do you include ADHD in this? And I said, because many children with ADHD have some of these symptoms that you see in autism, but to a lesser degree. Um, I, I also wanted to mention the supplement handbook again. Go ahead. And that's the ADHD and Autism Nutritional Supplement Handbook. Again, it applies to anyone having symptoms. If magnesium is talked about in the book, the symptoms are listed in the back of the book. You can get the, biochemic, the biochemical pathways if you have an interest. Um, we made this book very user-friendly, so it applies to all. Great. And uh, the book is available uh, on, both books are available on Amazon and at booksellers. Uh, This third edition of the cookbook just came out. Right. And I would like to tell you something my son said. He said, Mom, you all have not sold 100,000 books. You've changed 100,000 households. There you go. There you go. Tears in my eyes. And I have often said, I'm sorry the book is so needed, but I'm glad it's helping. And the book sold itself. And if the book wasn't worthy, it wouldn't have sold itself. And I give the publisher, Quarto is the publisher, great credit for putting out an easy-to-read book. These recipes tell you at the top what is not in the recipe and what is in the recipe by little icons. Ah. That that was hard work. Yes. Really hard work to do that. And we have some quick and easy versions of recipes. Ah. In other words, uh, in we talk about a, say, chicken vegetable soup. Right. But if you want to make that easier... You can get organic frozen vegetables. You can buy organic chicken broth. And I suggest that that always you put in the full organic chicken and keep the fat there you go. in there and the meat. You keep the fat. That's the penicillin. Yes, yes. Chicken noodle chicken soup. soup. And we can we can use gluten-free noodles oh, yes, if we want. No noodles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they do have gluten-free noodles. They taste uh, they're a little bit different texture, but people are used to it. And I think that uh, we've come to the end of the show. Well, just one quick question. Did you consult the chef on so that the, the recipes would be tasty and is that a consideration? The recipes came from our parents. Most of them. Ah. We developed some of them and had people test them. Okay. Well, thank you, Dana, for being on the show. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us. As a reminder, you can access this show and our previous shows at www.e like Edward, h like Harry, l like Larry, ehlradio.com. You could also leave at our webs- at that particular website any comments or feedback you have about the show. We would love to hear from you. As a reminder, Village Green now offers virtual and in-person nutrition consultations 
For more information on scheduling a free 15-minute discovery call with one of our nutrition experts, go to myvillagegreen.com. I want to wish everyone a healthy and happy week. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.